What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Buck Built Podcast. Um, I'm your host and your coach, Coach Greg here. Um, for those of us tuning in from CrossFit Ariac and all of my Buck Built athletes, welcome. Uh, if you're outside that scope, uh, hope you enjoy. So, what we're doing today, we're talking about our programming for class and Buck Built athletes going into February. We'll talk about um, what we wrapped in January, the outlook for February and everybody's favorite looming in the distance, the CrossFit Open, starting at the end of February, early March. So let's start with our class programming. January, what do we see in class? We started the month with our five rep heavy tests. We tested our back squat, our power clean, our deadlift, and our push press. So with all of those movements, our goal there was to set that baseline as we got into our wave loading uh, strength cycle, which we started in January, about halfway through now, looking to wrap up towards the end of February. Um, getting that, we're looking to wrap that up through February. Our first testing week, or our first testing days, will be that first week of March. So that'll be the second week of the open. Um, but that shouldn't interfere with our open work um, because we'll adjust the programming around Friday night lights. Um, with our wave loading starting in January, hopefully you're getting a feel for the wave loading. I know wave loading can kind of be a little kind of wonky and weird if you've never done it before. The idea of kind of building up and then sort of stripping down again um, and having those variable rep schemes can be a little confusing. Um, just think of it as you're building up heavy so that when you come to that second set of the higher repetitions, it should feel light compared to what that previous set was that was heavier for less reps. And then again, we're trying to build on to what we did in that first set to finish with a heavier set overall for the last three sets. Um, in addition to that, we have talked about in the scene with our wave loading, you have the same wave loading two weeks in a row. So not only are you trying to build upon your weights daily, depending on what the rep scheme is, but you should be um, recording your weights so that you are also increasing the weights or trying to increase the weights at least week to week. Um, they don't have to be giant increases, 5, 10, 15 pound increases. You don't have to go crazy. But again, if we saw the 864, 864, the week after for our 864, 864, that starting weight for that first set of eight, try to be a little bit heavier so all of your sets are heavier the next week, not just ending that last set on a heavier set. So hopefully that little bit of guidance clears that up for everybody just a little bit. Um, as we get into the second half of the strength cycle, reps are going down, so loads are going to get heavy. Make sure you're being aware as the loads get heavy. It is just as, if not more important, to really focus on the form. Make sure we're bracing properly. And if there's a day where, hey, maybe it's just not in the tank. No, you didn't sleep well. You haven't eaten well. Um, you're really stressed at work and the load isn't there for the day. Don't push through that and potentially injure yourself, especially this close to the open. Play it smart. 
Maybe if you need to take a day off and come into open gym to do that lift the next day or the day after, make those smart judgment calls to keep yourself in the game. More than anything, what's going to impede your progress is if you do hurt yourself and then you end up being out for a week, two weeks, a month, whatever. You know, we always talk about um, consistency is key. Um, Consistency, discipline, however you want to call it. Um, I put a post on my Instagram this week about um, motivation, kind of the same thing, right? Motivation can wane and wax, but being consistent and disciplined and making your way to the gym, you know, your three, four, five days a week, whatever your goal is, is going to get you there longer, quicker and be more successful long-term. Keep that up, train smart so you don't have those big breaks because you hurt yourself or you tweak something. Exact same concept there. Um, like I said, five rep tests will be the first week of March. Looking forward to that. Um, something we will see in February that I also am a big fan of is we'll be doing weekly unilateral work. Um, this will be in either a bodybuilding or a gymnastics fashion. So think single arm ring rows, bent over rows, um, landmine presses, things of that nature, single dumbbell or single kettlebell, um, pressing or squats or lunges where we're just trying to balance the body. Uh, Many of us have a very biased side. I'm definitely one of those people. Um, So being able to use that accessory movement day to balance the body side to side is super important, again, for longevity and just making sure we're staying healthy. Um, going into the end of February, we are seeing the open. We're going to continue to see those three moderate length AMRAPs. Um, most of the time, our CrossFit open workouts are going to be more AMRAP style. Um, that leaves room for variability on the leaderboard a lot of times. Um, unless you are a higher level athlete, sometimes you will see the four time piece where um, obviously seconds matter. But we want to see what we can push for those moderate length AMRAPs. Um, The goal for these is going to be to keep moving and get used to that grind aspect we see in the open. Um, We all know we've all been there. We go out too hot. We end up stalling or failing repetitions. That is what more than anything is going to kill an open score or a class workout score where if we take it at that moderate or moderate to intense pace that we can maintain that's where you're going to maximize your score by being able to keep moving. We're not stuck on the floor in a burpee or stuck staring at a barbell because we went out so hot on the bike or a giant set of something that now we just can't do anything because we're gassed or we hit that muscular um, fatigue point where we just can't move anything. Don't do that. Focus on finding your pace, especially for particular movements. For the open in my head, I'm thinking wall balls, burpees, box jumps. Know what your pace is that you can sustain and know what the pace is that you can push and kind of how long and or for how long you can push those paces will be super important um, when strategizing for your open workouts. That really does it for class programming for the month. Again, focus is still on our wave loading finishing up that wave loading cycle into March and then getting ready for the open. If 
you have questions about the Open, like I said in last week's podcast, feel free to hit me up directly. Happy to answer any questions you might have about certain movements, how you should be preparing for the Open, etc. Um, that would be it for our classes. So now moving on to our buck built and competitive athletes. Some of the things we saw, um, we started our eight-week overhead squat cycle. First overhead squat, overhead squat cycle we really done. And once again, just like our wave loading cycle we saw in class, we are about halfway through that. Things you can expect from the overhead squat cycle going into this next month. Um, week six, we're going to see we're going to double up on the overhead squat just to really dial it in and hit a heavy load before our deload, which we'll see in week seven. Then week eight will be our test week, going to test that three rep heavy overhead squat. Um, if you're out of practice like myself, I had to do a three rep heavy overhead squat from the floor at Wadapalooza, and uh, I could definitely feel that I was not used to those positions. So those of us who have been practicing, who've been on the cycle hopefully you are feeling more confident in the overhead squat you're feeling confident in those positions and those weights are creeping up um one of those movements the overhead squat and the snatch that you could use a lot of or you could gain a lot from spending some time with a coach in a one-on-one session or take some videos for yourself or send them to coach to review Um, because position is king in the overhead squat, which we all know. Additionally, for our buck-billed athletes, some things we're going to see this month, we're going to keep working our strict gymnastic skills. Um, We have seen strict handstand push-ups in the open. Um, Not sure if we're going to see that this year, but we're going to practice those as well as our strict pulling, um, strict pull-ups, strict ring rows, etc. And that, like I said, strict gymnastics, maybe we might see the handstand push-ups in the open, takes us to the open. So the open this year, a lot of speculation around what it's going to look like. The things we do know is it will be a three-week open. Um, As we saw last year with the three-week open, I felt it was one of the most accessible opens that we've seen in many years, especially with the new format of having that quarterfinal and then semifinal breakdown where we have the ability to not necessarily have to qualify athletes directly from the open into the CrossFit games or a regional setting. That kind of allows CrossFit to program more smartly. And I think that is really great because now we can see an open that is super accessible to the average athlete. Because like we've talked about, although the Open is a competition and the start of the CrossFit Games season, more than anything, it is a community event. So I feel like they've really capitalized on being able to bring the Open to the masses and everybody can do it and everyone can have a great time without being like, oh, it's the workout that has the muscle ups right in the beginning of the workout. So I'm just going to stare at these rings for the next 10 minutes until the timer goes out, right? We have great scaling options. We have movement choices from last year that were fairly accessible to everybody. So we're going to keep that in mind for our competitive athletes as well when we're preparing for the Open. So what do I mean by that? I think with the exodus of Dave Castro, CrossFit HQ is very much on eggshells when it comes to what this year's Open and semifinals, quarterfinals, and games looks like. So I think they are going to be a little bit less risky per se 
um, versus like we've seen Dave do in the past. Um, the number one example I always think of is going to be the pegboard final. The first time we saw that where we saw multiple athletes not even be able to complete the movement. That's a big swing and a miss, especially when you're looking at it from a uh, spectator's perspective or um, ESPN, who's potentially broadcasting that uh, competition's perspective. We've, If any of you are familiar with Strongman, we see strongman competitors zero events all the time, um, but also strongman doesn't have a huge following uh, either online or on television. Where CrossFit, I think, can make that leap or has made that leap a little bit more. It's a little bit more of a spectator sport. So, although I think Dave was super spot on that that's potentially, um, and it is a movement that's really good test of fitness. The fact that we saw the fittest men and women on earth not be able to finish it or even attempt it was a big risk that he was willing to take. And him having his background of, hey, man, I've been doing this for literally ever. I know what I'm doing. He could kind of stand up to those criticisms of why the hell would you do that? Why would you make the most elite in the world look like they couldn't do, you know, crap where he's like, yeah, I wanted to do that to show them, hey, you've been neglecting this, you better put this in your training. Where now that Dave is gone, we don't really have anybody who I think can stand up to that criticism. So again, because of that, I think we're gonna see a lot more classic style open and classic style quarterfinals and classic style semifinals where it's not gonna be as quote unquote risky. So all that long-windedness being said, what does that mean for us as athletes who are looking to potentially um, maximize our performance in the open? We're going to be doing a lot of classic style CrossFit. I think we're definitely going to see a repeat workout um, like we usually see almost every year. Um, I don't know if we are going to see Dave's open workouts. I think we will just given the fact that we know he finished them and it's easier for CrossFit to put those out and be like, hey, if these are a flop, that's Dave's fault. Where if they reprogram their own and we are stuck with the unknown of what were Dave's what were Dave's last three CrossFit workouts, it's going to fuel that Dave Castro um, fire we've seen across the internet. And I don't think they necessarily want to do that. So I do think we will see Dave's workouts um, potentially toned down if necessary. But again, so to prepare for this, <coughs> excuse me. We will see one open wad a week. These will be repeat open wads. Some of the classic ones that you've probably done multiple times, but we know are movements that we see in conjunction a lot. I'm off the top of my head thinking of ring muscle-ups, wall balls, double-unders. We've seen that in a ton of different formats. Um, we're thinking thrusters and pull-ups. We're thinking thrusters and rowing. We're thinking thrusters and burpees, right? All movements we've seen a ton of. We want to work on our barbell and our gymnastic cycling. The more repetitions we can cycle together, the faster our Metcon times will be or the more reps we can get in those AMRAPs, which is the name of the game for the Open. Um, on top of that, we're also going to see one, what we're going to call a classic style effort workout a week. So with a classic style effort workout, think you're going to find a pace that you need to maintain for the entire workout. It's going to be a mid to longer range workout where 
going a little too fast is going to hurt you, right? We want to find that moderate to moderate in, moderate plus intensity that we can maintain and keep moving at that really, really nice clip for the entirety of the time. You know, for me personally, usually when I get above that 12 minute mark, 12, 13, 14, 15, et cetera, up to like that 20 minute mark where we're getting those longer AMRAPs, which we don't typically see a ton in the open, but you might. Um, we really have to dial in that pacing and that effort pace. So again, focusing on pacing, 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 because an ill-paced open workout is everybody's worst nightmare. There's nothing, nothing worse, uh, nothing worse than when you're halfway through an open workout and you're completely gassed and you're like, "How much time do I have left in this? I'm literally dying." Right? We don't want to see that. Um, last and not least. Going into the open, we will be concentrating a little bit um, still or again on heavy Olympic lifting. Um, think of it as we'll probably see it every other week depending on how many days a week you're training and kind of what your programming looks like currently. But we will be looking at heavy Olympic lifting, preparing for those max lifts that we could and probably will potentially see in the open. Last year, we saw that clean complex. We've seen max snatch. We've seen max clean. Um, so like we know with the open, we usually see it before or after a Metcon, usually after where we got to burn ourselves down, hit that really, really high intensity, take a minute or two, recollect ourselves and then hit that max effort lift. So be prepared. We will be seeing some of that and pushing the limit there to see what are our, you know, where, where our strength is currently. With those, kind of a little word of strategy before you see it or if you see it, um, I like to think of it usually as three attempts, right? We have our super safe attempt. So it's, I can hit that 10 times out of 10. There's no question. Um, usually maybe 80 to 90% range, just depending on how comfortable you are with the lift itself. From there, I like to go at like PR range or just under PR range. So maybe you're looking at like a 95 to a 100%, depending again, how you feel for the day, what the lift is, what it's been paired with, etc. That's going to be like your, I'm pretty confident in hitting this lift. I would call that like a 80 to 90% confidence lift. Because worst case, if you miss that, you can always take the second attempt. Within those two attempts, you should be able to hit that second lift, whether it's your first attempt, ideally, or your second attempt if you have to redo it. Last but not least, if that one goes super well and you're like, shit, I feel damn good today, what's next? That's what we call like your just your go for it lift, right? Maybe it's a PR, maybe it's just above a PR. Um, or add a PR potentially, depending where you are in your strength currently, that's kind of your gamble lift. Like, hey, if I hit this, I'm going to be psyched. It's a big lift for me. And it's going to be my almost Hail Mary to maximize my score. You shouldn't go into it thinking like, hey, that third lift is in the bank. It's a gamble. We want to push the envelope and see what we have there. Um, but yeah, that's really all we have for the January and February programming focus. Kind of short and sweet today, guys. Um, if you have any questions about how you should be getting ready for, ready for the open, whether it's one-on-one -on -one time with a coach, some accessory programming, you might be getting a little bit down to the wire here at this point, honestly. Um, we're getting into the first week of February here, the last week of February being the first um, open week. 
a little bit of accessory work, a little bit of extra pull-up work, etc. It's not going to hurt you, obviously, but it's not going to really change um, a ton of what you're able to do right now. Just being realistic, um, like we talk about with, um, you know, everybody's trying to get their summer body. You know, usually that rolls around in May or June, and you're already too late, right? You need to be thinking about these things a year, three months, six months ahead of schedule. But that being said, you can still take that time, maximize what you have, and let's go out and hit it hard for the Open. I'm really excited. I know a lot of the other coaches are excited to see what you guys can do. And uh, yeah, let's get after it. If you need anything, you know where to find me, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all that good stuff, uh, Greg Buck on Facebook, and at BuckBuiltCoach on Instagram, TikTok, etc. And we'll catch you guys next week. Have a good one. I don't have time for the craziness, I don't have time for the laziness, I don't have time to be saying this, only have time for the greatest, be careful boy, you don't know who you playing with. Yeah, yeah.